Hi, welcome to part two of This Week in Tudor History, which covers the 1st to the 4th of April. I'll be talking about a poet and soldier who kept being imprisoned, a man who joined the Order of St John as early as he possibly could, but survived the dissolution and ended his days serving Queen Elizabeth I. And then I'll mention the death of a mother and grandmother of Queen's, before moving on to the knighting of a famous explorer. Phew! Starting with the 1st of April. On the 1st of April, 1604, author and soldier Thomas Churchyard died in Westminster, London. Churchyard started writing in the reign of King Edward VI, and some of his poems were published in Tottle's Miscellany. Churchyard was also an active soldier, serving with the Duke of Somerset in Scotland and fighting as a mercenary for Protestants in Europe. Let me share with you a few facts about this Tudor man. Thomas Churchyard was born in around 1523 in Shrewsbury, and his early life and family background are obscure. He joined the household of Henry Howard, Earl of Surrey, in 1537, serving as a page there until 1541. It's thought that he served with Surrey as a soldier in Flanders in 1543, and then in 1548, during the Duke of Somerset's Scottish campaign, he was captured by the French and Scots and imprisoned for six months. From 1550 to 1551, he served under the Lord Deputy of Ireland in Ireland. And in 1553, he was serving under the Emperor on the Rhine when he was captured. Fortunately, he escaped and was able to return to England in 1555. Churchyard was imprisoned again in 1558 when the English surrendered to the French at Guine, but again managed to escape. He then served under Lord Grey in Scotland, but returned to London in 1560 after the Siege of Edinburgh. In 1567, Churchyard was hired by William of Orange to lead a Protestant rebellion in Antwerp, but ended up having to flee to Paris, according to Churchyard himself, disguised as a priest. The following year, he was back in the Low Countries, serving as a soldier under William. In 1570, he served in Guernsey under the governor Sir Thomas Leighton before heading back to the Low Countries and then Ireland, where he served under Henry Sidney. In 1580, Churchyard got into trouble when charges were laid against him by a woman who claimed that he'd killed her husband. It's not known whether he acted in self-defence or whether it was an accident. He fled to Scotland, posing as a refugee and as an employee of the French ambassador to England. A letter to his patron, Sir Christopher Hatton, shows that he was in the Marshalsea prison in July 1581. However, he was back in Antwerp in 1582, and he may well have served under Robert Dudley, Earl of Leicester, in 1585. In early 1587, in the reign of Queen Elizabeth I, he acted as a messenger in Brussels, carrying letters between Sir Francis Walsingham, Elizabeth I's secretary, and the English ambassador, Dr Thomas Wilson. He also carried out some diplomatic missions in Flanders. He got into trouble in 1600 for not attending church, but it's thought that this was down to illness, as Churchyard was a staunch Protestant. He managed to avoid prison this time. 
According to his literary works, Churchyard's wife cheated on him and had three illegitimate children and even tried to poison him. Churchyard's literary career began in 1552 in the reign of King Edward VI. His works include Davy Dicker's Dream, A Mirror for Man Wherein He Shall See the Miserable State of This World, The First Part of Churchyard's Chips, A General Rehearsal of Wars, Churchyard's Chance, Churchyard's Charity and Churchyard's Charge. He wrote poems, court satires, broadside ballads and verse pamphlets, as well as works on war and voyages, an account of an earthquake in London and a work on Wales and its history and landscape. He also wrote epitaphs for Philip Sidney, Christopher Hatton and Queen Elizabeth I. Thomas Churchyard died on the 1st of April 1604 in Westminster and was buried in St Margaret's Church, Westminster, on the 4th of April. Moving on to the 2nd of April. On the 2nd of April 1568, in the reign of Queen Elizabeth I, Member of Parliament, Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster and Knight of the Hospital of St John of Jerusalem, Sir Ambrose Cave, died at the Savoy. He was buried at Stamford after a funeral at the Savoy Chapel. Cave, who was the son of Richard Cave of Stanford in Northamptonshire, was just 20 in 1524 when he joined the Order of Knights of the Hospital of St John of Jerusalem, a religious military order that had been founded in Jerusalem in the 11th century with the aim of caring for the sick and defending the Crusader Kingdom. He had to spend five years in the Order's convent in Europe and undertake three caravans, each of those being a year's service on galleys, before he was eligible for a commandery. He was knighted in 1525 and in 1529 was appointed to the commandery of Yeavely and Barrow in Derbyshire. In 1534, he became a procurator general for the common treasure. And in 1535, he set off for Rhodes, but was forced to return in 1537 when he was involved in a dispute with Thomas Dingley over the command of the preceptory of Shingay in Cambridgeshire. The Order of St John were on Cave's side, but Henry VIII interfered and installed Dingley. Sadly, the Order of St John was dissolved in 1540 by Henry VIII. Despite his prior involvement in the Order of St John, Cave went on to embrace reform and to serve King Henry VIII. He served under Lord Grey in the French campaign in 1544, and in the King's Navy in 1546. Cave also served as a Member of Parliament for Leicestershire in 1545, 1547 and 1553, and for Warwickshire in 1558, 1559 and 1563. He was also a Justice of the Peace for Leicestershire in 1547, and a Sheriff for Warwickshire and Leicestershire in 1548-9. After the Order of St John was dissolved and Cave left the religious life, he married Margaret Willington, daughter of William Willington of Barchester in Warwickshire and widow of Thomas Holt of Dudston. They had a daughter together, Margaret, who went on to marry Henry Knowles, eldest son of Sir Francis Knowles. By 1553, Cave was a manager of Princess Elizabeth's estates and on her accession in 1558, he was present at Hatfield to sign the first documents of her reign. 
He served on her Privy Council and was appointed as Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster. He also served on the commissions tasked with enforcing Elizabeth's acts of uniformity and supremacy. Cave died on the 2nd of April 1568 and at his funeral at the Savoy Chapel on the 19th of April, Sir Francis Knowles acted as chief mourner. Moving on to the 3rd of April. On the 3rd of April 1538, Elizabeth Boleyn, Countess of Wiltshire, died at Baynard's Castle in London, the home of Hugh Foundon, the abbot of Reading. Elizabeth was about 62 years old when she died, and her death came just less than two years after the execution of her daughter and son, Queen Anne Boleyn and George Boleyn, Lord Rochford. You can find out more about her death, her funeral on the 7th of April 1538, and her resting place in a video that I did, and I'll give you a link to that in the description. I'll also give you a link to my 10 facts about Elizabeth Boleyn, so you can find out more about her. Finally, on the 4th of April 1581, explorer, sea captain and pirate Francis Drake was awarded a knighthood by Queen Elizabeth I. He was dubbed by Monsieur de Marchemont on board the Golden Hind at Deptford. The knighthood was a reward for his 1577-1580 expedition, which saw him plundering Spanish ports, capturing Spanish ships, claiming Point Loma for England as Nova Albion, circumnavigating the globe, and more importantly, bringing back a rich cargo of treasure and spices for his queen. Drake presented Elizabeth with a jewel to commemorate his successful circumnavigation. It was from Mexico, and was made of enamelled gold decorated with an African diamond and a ship with an ebony hull. In return, Elizabeth presented Drake with a jewel and a portrait of herself. I'll give you links to my videos on Drake so you can find out more about his life and his expeditions. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.